Hi friends, welcome to the Arise and Shine podcast where we are calling women of strength to arise and shine in their purpose for the glory of God in every sphere of society. I'm Anianti Sanchez and I know that through this podcast, God will speak to you and show you your authority in Christ to speak life and arise and shine in your God-given purpose. Follow and subscribe to the podcast. Join us every Monday at 9 a.m. as you start your week and your workday. Thank you for listening. If you like the podcast, don't forget to share and leave a review for us on Apple Podcasts or whatever streaming platform you use. To stay up to date, follow me on Instagram at Anianti Sanchez. Hi, everyone. Welcome to episode three of Arise and Shine season two. I'm your host, Anianti Sanchez. I'm so happy to be back for another week. And we're back with another word and a little bit of a story time that I really wasn't, um, you know, it's just a God thing, you know, um, just a God thing that I wanted to share. And um, we're going to read today from uh, Luke chapter 1, verse 28. And this is, you know, a very commonly known story. It's the story of the uh, Annunciation by the angel Gabriel to Mary. And this is when Gabriel, the angel, comes to Mary and gives her the famous speech, I guess you could say, you know, um, blessed are you amongst women and, and, you know, hello, highly favored one of the Lord. And, you know, she's being met by an angel and she's so struck with awe and a little bit of, you know, fear, like healthy fear of the Lord, like, oh my gosh, what's happening? And, um... Yeah, I couldn't imagine being in her shoes and what that must have been like. Um, But I just want to give a little context. Um, Today's episode is called How to Live by Faith, Not Fear. And obviously, this is a huge topic for all of us in our lives, no matter where we are in our lives, you know, whether we're single and, you know, we're wanting to be married one day or whether we're married and, you know, wanting to have kids one day, whether we have kids and maybe we want a house one day, you know, we, we're all in different seasons of life. And, um, you know, whether we're serving in ministry or you feel like God is calling you to a ministry or God has just put something on your heart and he's like, this is what I have for you. And you're just like, um, how, how is this going to happen? Right. Um, and we all have those moments where like God calls us out Um, you know, he calls us out, out of our comfort zone and we're just like, how Lord, or he like gives us a vision or a dream or a promise of something to come. And we're just like, how God, and this is obviously exactly the situation that Mary finds herself in because the angel Gabriel tells her, you know, you're going to have a baby girl. And she's like, um, how? Cause I'm not sleeping with no man right now. I'm, I'm virgin. You know, I've never slept with anyone. And so she's like totally confused, right? Like, just like, how is it that me, I, and, you know, biblically speaking, historically speaking, um, a lot of scholars believe that Mary was pretty young, like, you know, maybe around 14 or 15. So she's a teenager and, you know, obviously culturally things were different back then, but still like imagine being a 14, 15 year old girl and this angel visits you and is like, you're going to have a baby and not just any baby, but you're going to 
conceive a baby by the Holy Spirit and it's going to be the son of God and he's going to save everyone from their sins. And she's like, whoa, 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 you know, this is crazy. But there's a lot we can learn from Mary. And the fact that I feel she chooses faith over fear and she walks it out. And that's, that's, you know, we look down on, um, on motherhood and all that it entails. And I mean, not look down, but just like all the mundane things, you know, like just changing diapers. And I was literally just talking to my friend the other day and just what it's like to just, you know, make bottles and change diapers and, you know, clean up after messes and, you know, but here she is, she's, she's the mother of our Lord and, and savior, you know, she's, she has the most important calling that, you know, anyone could ever think of is raising a literal world changer, you know, the, the son of God. It's just so awestruck, but that's another thing, right? Um, so this is a passage we come into. So if you want to open your Bibles with me, um, so I'm just going to read. And he came to her and said, greetings, O favored one, the Lord is with you. But she was greatly troubled at the saying and tried to discern what sort of greeting this might be. She's like, why are you telling me, O favored one, the Lord is with you, you know? And the angel said to her, Do not be afraid, Mary, for you have found favor with God. And behold, you will conceive in your womb and bear a son, and you shall call his name Jesus. He will be great and will be called the Son of the Most High. And the Lord God will give to him the throne of his father David, and he will reign over the house of Jacob forever, and of his kingdom there will be no end. And she's like, uh, wow, fancy, fancy speech, like, and this is crazy, you know, like, you will bear a son, you're gonna call him Jesus, which means God saves, by the way, it's, it's, um, you know, Yeshua, um, which is also Joshua, too, um, same Hebrew name, but, uh, it means God saves, and it says he will be great, son of the most high, and he will have the throne of our father David, and if you're a Jew, like, this is probably the most important thing, like, basically saying, you're going to give birth to, to the Messiah. And she's like, wow, what is happening? And of course she says, how, you know, it's kind of the first question we ask God, right? Like how, you know, you want me to start a business? How you want me to write a book? How you want me to start this ministry? How you want me to serve? How, you know, you want me to, you're telling me we're going to buy a house. How you're telling me, you know, I'm going to go to school how, you know, we just say like, how Lord, how is this going to happen? Cause we can't wrap our finite minds around, you know, something that is a miracle. Right. Um, and it, and she says, how will this be since I am a virgin? And the angel answered her, the Holy spirit will come upon you and the power of the most high will overshadow you. Therefore the child to be born will be called holy, the son of God. And behold, your relative Elizabeth in her old age has also conceived a son, and this is the sixth month with her, who was called barren, for nothing will be impossible with God. And that's just like, obviously in the season I'm in, you know, I'm, I'm uh, believing for a baby. And um, this is like so amazing, because this verse, you know, this verse, I just want to speak it over anyone who is in that season as well, or just, you know, facing just a impossible situation you know any miracle situation we're like i need a miracle lord and but specifically this is you know the verse where god you know the angel is saying for nothing will be impossible with god he's literally talking about nothing will be impossible a barren woman can have a baby 
Like I'm getting chills just just feeling that and knowing that God gave us this promise, women of God. He says nothing will be impossible with God for you who are called barren. You know, we can claim the scripture. This is specifically a scripture that is spoken over Elizabeth and she's she's with child already. She's already pregnant and she was called barren. Like she could not have kids for her whole entire life and now she's pregnant. Like nothing will be impossible with God. And that's a that's a scripture we can claim over ourselves, especially as women. Like especially if you're waiting and believing for a baby. This is especially the verse that we can claim over ourselves. Sorry, I got excited there, but and um so Mary responds and th- I love her response. This is why Mary is just like amazing. And I, I actually had a necklace of Mary for a very long time, but I lost it. <laughs> Sad, but I, you know, because she's a woman of faith and she says, behold, I am the servant of the Lord. Let it be to me according to your word. And the angel departed from her. And I wanted to include another verse that is just a few verses down. And this is when um, Elizabeth, or sorry, um, Mary visits Elizabeth. And um, uh, Elizabeth is like, I don't know, six months pregnant or something. There, I think Jesus and John are six months apart. Yeah, six months. Um, and so it says, blessed is she who, uh, Elizabeth says to her, Blessed is she who believed that there would be a fulfillment of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And I, that's, that's literally a declaration over all the women who are believing for a miracle because she's saying, blessed are you because you believed, because you believed. You're not blessed because you did something. You're not blessed because you earned something. You're not blessed because you tried something. You're not blessed because you, you know, racked up all these accomplishments or you lived the most perfect holy life or none of that. It says, blessed is she who believed. You're blessed if you believed. Um, That there would be a fulfillment of what, what the Lord was spoken, of what was spoken to her from the Lord. And so we're blessed when we believe that God will, will will fulfill, there will be a fulfillment of the promises that God spoke to us. And um, yeah, like, isn't that amazing? Like, basically, we're blessed when we believe the promises of the Bible. And the promises of the Bible are true for all of us. It's We're blessed when we believe those things because God's word does not, you know, it does it accomplishes what it sets out to do. It, it doesn't just go out into the universe and just, you know, not accomplish what it does. God's word is, you know, by his word, things are created. By his word, that's when things get done. He literally just speaks it and it's done. And we're blessed when we believe that. And so, you know, this is all about like, basically, like if we're not going to live by fear and we're going to live by faith, you know, obviously this is, uh, I know this is probably cliche, you know, but, but it's like, honestly, probably the most important thing you could learn in your life, like literally the most important thing, how to live by faith. Cause as believers, that's how we live our whole entire lives, you know? And so we don't, we don't live in, in just, you know, the natural, we live in, in the spiritual realm of that's, that's, what's true about us. You know, as believers, we are called to live by faith and it is the most important thing that we can learn in our lives is this perspective is this um, action that is called believing 
And so, you know, we're presented with, with a, a, I guess, a challenge of, short, of sorts. Uh, you know, we have to choose. We get to choose. Are we going to live by faith? Or are we going to live by fear? And I want to share just a little story. You know, obviously I shared openly about having a miscarriage um, earlier this year. And um, yeah, and so I'm coming up on my original due date, which is next Sunday. And, um, or wait, sorry, no, next Friday, next Friday. And so, um, you know, obviously I'm feeling all the things and feeling emotions and, you know, um, still obviously we're believing for a child, but, um, I was like thinking to myself because basically I'll share something that, you know, I want to share because I just want to encourage anyone out there who, may also have the same thing or struggle with the same thing and just for you to know like hey you're not alone and and we're gonna make it through this um so basically when um when I was first pregnant I had my first ultrasound at at eight weeks and you know everything was fine baby was fine you know heartbeat it was great and um you know I got to see all of that in in the moment and so you know I had my prenatal appointment a couple weeks after that and you know the doctor was going to just break down the ultrasound and just talk about it and so um in the ultrasound my doctor was saying that I have a heart-shaped uterus and I was like huh like I was so confused like I've never heard of that in my life and um it was very strange to hear that um or she he said heart-shaped or septate and I was like I don't know what you're talking about scientifically called it's like bicornuate because you know I don't know. I don't know, like, the different... I don't know how to say it. But basically, literally, your uterus is shaped in a heart. Or it's like a septate uterus, meaning there's a septum, which is, you know, a, a little wall. Um, and that divides the uterus. This isn't a science lesson, but basically, either, you know, there's a little wall in the middle of the uterus, and it splits the uterus in two. And um, so it... it, it is kind of common, I guess, not really, but, um, I've never heard of it before. And I told my mom and she was like, I don't know what that is. Like, I don't have that. It's not genetic. It's just like, literally you're born with it. It's how you're formed in the womb. And so, um, anyway, he told me that and he was like, yeah, you're going to be fine. Like you'll either have like preterm labor or, or you have a chance of preterm labor or like breech position of the baby. And, you know, I was like, okay, whatever. And, um, yeah. So anyway, that's when I found out that I had a heart shaped uterus or a septate uterus. And so I was like, you know, I, I did the wrong thing. I will just say right here, do not go on Google, please do not go on Google. And I was just, cause I didn't even know what that was. So like literally when the doctor told me that I was like, what? the heck even is this so I googled it just to like find out information and obviously like google is just going to give you the bare bones like you have a risk of this and a risk of that and you know this could happen this can happen it's like all the stuff you don't want to hear you know and it's like you know you can miscarry your baby and da, 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 and you know um you can have like I don't know just all these complications and um I started to get like really fearful and I was just like and basically the only way to know like what, what, like either if it was heart shaped or, or septate is to get a, like a surgery and they put a camera in there and they just like see what it is and 
if it's just a wall, like they'll cut it. And I was just like, no, I was like, I don't want to do that. Um, just cause I was afraid and, um, it was just eating me up. And I was like telling my husband, I was like, I don't know what to do. Like, do I, do I, you know, talk about it with my doctor or like, I don't want to be like doing something really, really invasive. And I was like, I don't know, like, what if this affects like my fertility and my ability to carry a child to full term? Like, that's obviously what everyone wants. That's what I want. And I was just like, whatever. It was stressing me out. It was weighing on me. And um, it's so crazy because, you know, the Lord knows, the Lord knows and he sends the right things at the right time. And I was talking to my friend and she like mentioned someone who I also know. And she's like, yeah, she has a heart-shaped uterus too. And like, you know, she's talking about her birth stories. And I was like, what? I was just like absolutely astounded because no one knew what I was talking about when I said that. And then it just so happens that one of my other friends also has a heart-shaped uterus. And um, so I literally like tracked her down (laughs) at church. And I was like, I just want to, I just wanted to talk to you because, you know, this is what the doctor told me. And like, I think I have that. And you know, I just wanted to know like your story and mind you, like she has two beautiful children. And so she told me like her birth story. And, um, but it was just like, I was literally crying while she was telling me because I was so encouraged. And like, I, I kept telling her like, you don't know how bad I needed to hear your testimony because it's giving me so much hope. Um, because you know, all I've heard are just negative things. And if that, like I've heard nothing, you know, And, you know, it's just like we read in the scripture, like, we're just like, but how, Lord, how, like, how are you going to use my body, which I feel is broken? Like, even if you don't have, you know, what I have, like, you might be facing like endometriosis, which is like, you know, one in 10 women, or even maybe even more common one in nine, one in 10, nine women, like, struggle with endometriosis. And um, it's a real diagnosis. And, um, or fibroids or just, you know, different things that we deal with as women. And, um, you know, you may be facing that and you're just like, but how Lord, like when that time comes, like, how is that going to happen for me? Or, you know, just all the things we face in our bodies, like how Lord, how is this going to happen? Or just in our lives, like God gives us a promise and we're just like, how is this going to happen? Cause it looks so impossible. And I cannot even describe like, how my soul like just felt so lifted up you know just like elizabeth you know elizabeth when mary visits her she says my baby leapt in my womb when you walked in because my baby like knows that you're carrying the hope of the world and it gives me so much joy and that's how i felt in that moment when she my friend was telling me not just how she gave birth to one baby but to two babies full term healthy you know, no major complications, nothing like they're beautiful children and just happy and living their life. And I was just like, it's just like watching, like, like the Lord tell you, like, I can do this. You know, I can do this. Don't even worry about the how I can do this. And, you know, that's why I want to share that, that testimony because you don't want to feel like you're facing this alone or that you're, um, that there's no success. And, um, it just gave me so much hope, so much hope to just listen to her and literally see her, her babies just running around and enjoying life and just like, wow, God, like this was the 
it was like my soul could breathe again. Like that's how hope feels. Like we cannot survive without hope. And I would say we can't survive without faith, you know, but hope is just a different thing. It's like hope is what our soul needs to live another day. I mean, if we don't have hope, you know, we don't see a future for our lives. Like we're just like, we're become hopeless. And when we become hopeless, you know, we don't find a reason to continue living. Like this is why like people face certain circumstances whether it's mental health or something physical in their bodies or something in a relationship or family or in their faith and and it just rocks them and they're they become hopeless and they don't know like whether life is worth living anymore and I wasn't at that point but I'm just saying like we need hope we need to hear these testimonies we need to hear these stories that uplift us that basically um what I wanted to share about that is like the power that your testimony has, like, you know, literally Revelations twelve eleven says that the believers overcame the devil by the blood of the lamb, you know, Jesus, we all have him, you know, if he's accessible, we can all have the blood of the lamb and the word of our testimony. That's how we overcome the devil. And, and the devil is, is the originator of fear because he's the originator of lies. And, you know, the, you know, he, the devil is the father of lies. And, Fear is a liar. I will just tell you right now, fear is a liar from the pit of hell, okay? And yes, there's the fear of the Lord that's totally different. It's like reverence and awe towards God because he's holy and he's, you know, mighty and we're just like, wow, and awe. But fear is different. Fear is like, fear is like, oh my gosh, what if, what if this happens? What if, you know, it doesn't work out? What if, you know, I'll never have that? Or, you know, what if I'll never you know, all these things, the what ifs, that's what fear is, is just like fearing of the future, fearing of whatever situation. What if God can't come through? It's like fear is a liar. Fear is a liar. Because just like we can say what if, you know, we truly don't know what the future holds, right? But we do know one thing, you know, that God is on the throne, that he has overcome you know, Jesus said, I have overcome the world. In this world, you have, will have trouble, but fear not because I have overcome the world. And um, so the power of our testimony, because we know that God has been victorious in our lives, the power of, you know, my friend's te- testimony to tell me, hey, like God, you know, brought my baby to full term and I was able to give birth to a healthy child twice, you know, it, that broke the fear off of me, you know, the power of our testimony, like never stop telling your testimony because the devil wants us to stop telling our testimony. And that's just not right. Like it's not biblical. It's not true. It's, it's totally from, from a lie from hell that we should stop sharing our testimony, you know, because our testimony is literally a living, living evidence that God is real, you know? Yeah. Like we, we, you know, people ask like, oh, how do we know God is real? We can't see him. Honestly, like to me, I would say, look at that person. Look at that person. Look at that person. They're, they're alive. They're walking. They're living. They're here. Like literally every person alive, I would say, has a miracle story from God, how God saved them. Whether they knew it was God or not, like whether they believe in Jesus or not, I don't care. But people have crazy stories where they're like, yeah, I should have, I should have died. Like I shouldn't have, I shouldn't even be here right now. But yet they're here and they can't explain why other than 
I would say from a believer's standpoint is that's the grace of God. That's the grace of God over their life, whether they, they didn't even deserve it. They didn't do anything to earn it, but God saved them. He redeemed them. He brought them through that life or death situation. And, you know, so, you know, the, if we all told our testimony, oh man, how our faith would just be built up because fear would be broken off of us. And we wouldn't say, oh no, what if it doesn't work out? You know? So if you ever feel like, oh, like I want to share my, I know I should probably share my testimony or maybe like, I don't want to share my testimony, you know, because maybe no one's been through what I've been through. You know, that's what I kind of thought with like my, you know, body, (laughs) my uterus. I was like, I don't want to share that. It's like one, it feels embarrassing. And two, I've literally never heard of anyone having this. And, um, but literally if it wasn't for my friend who was bold enough to share her testimony, like I would have been sulking in my fear and just being like, oh my God, what is going to happen, you know, to my future babies? Like, am I going to be able to carry a baby to full term? Like, am I going to have to get the surgery? All these things that I was thinking, but literally if she didn't have the boldness to share that testimony, like that, I would have lived with that fear, you know? And so the, her sharing her testimony literally broke the fear off of me. And it's just that saying of like, if God did it for me, he can do it for you. And, you know, that's what I want to say. Like, if God can do it for me, he can do it for you. If God can take someone like me who I wasn't raised in a Christian home, you know, like I, I, ra- I was raised Catholic, but, you know, I didn't really know God personally. And, you know, I came from a divorced home and, you know, um, didn't know my worth at all. Like as a woman, as a young girl, you know, I was in an abusive relationship in high school And God literally saved me in the midst of that relationship. And if God can do that for me and now like use that girl who, you know, was abused and didn't know her worth and, you know, was, was like looking for love in all the wrong places, looking from guy to guy. And then eventually being like, you know what, I don't even want to deal with this anymore. Like I'm just going to be single as a Pringle and none of these guys are good enough for me. And literally so afraid of relationships, so afraid of vulnerability and so like riddled with shame, really. And if God brought me out of that, you know, if he brought me out of my shame, if he brought me out of my low self-esteem, if he brought me out of my fear of vulnerability and fear of relationships. And not only that, but like I never even envisioned that I would be the one to get married young. Like I remember telling all my friends Like, I'm going to be the last one to get married because I truly didn't want to. (laughs) Uh, You know, obviously, I love my husband. I love being married now. But I didn't always feel that way. Like, I was so scared of marriage, mostly because I was in abuse and I was abused. Um, I was just so afraid of, like, what if I get hurt again? You know, what if I, what if someone hurts me? Like, what if a man hurts me again? And that was a genuine fear of mine, like, you know, I couldn't walk down the street and not like literally keep my keys in between my fingers so I could like stab someone. And that sounds crazy, but literally like, um, just from living in the world, like I was so afraid. Um, and you know, now I've like, you know, done some self-defense things and, you know, built my confidence and my strength. And, um, so I'm not afraid of those things anymore, but if God could like free me from those from those fears like if he did it for me he can do it for you and not only that but like 
he delivered me from those fears and he like rekindled that desire in my heart for relationship, for marriage and, you know, help me to overcome my fears, help me to like go through all my baggage and get healed, you know? So if you're in your single season, the most, the best thing I can tell you is get healed, you know, get healed. You've been through stuff. We've all been through stuff. We've been through trauma. We've been through dysfunctional families. We've been through, you know, just COVID and the pandemic and quarantine. Like that's enough baggage in itself. Um, but I don't know what you've been through, but as a single woman, most important thing is get healed, get healed now. Cause when you're married, you become one flesh and that means you become one flesh with all of your flesh and all of his flesh for, for better or for worse. Like you're bringing that flesh into this party. And that means the baggage that I had in my life, I brought into the marriage, the baggage that he had in his life brought into the marriage. But you know, we utilized our single season to get healed from all of our, I wouldn't say not all, but you know, not that we're perfect is what I want to say. Like we're not perfect, you know, but I can truly say like I brought everything that I knew I needed healing from before the Lord. And, you know, I knew like I, I was pretty open about it, not like in detail. So my advice is like, don't share like in detail things that you're traumatized by right now. Like if you're actively working through something that is, sorry, that was my Apple watch. If you're actively working through something that is traumatic, you know, don't share that with your boyfriend or girlfriend because that should be just like between you and a leader, you and a mentor but, um, you know, things that you've overcome, definitely you can share things you've overcome, you know, cause you've overcome it, you've healed from it, um, things that you've been healed by. But if you're actively seeking healing, like seek that healing from your leader, seek that healing from a therapist, a counselor, you know, someone that is older than you and a mentor, a spiritual mentor to you. Um, uh, you know, a woman that you're seeking now, if you're a woman, a man that you're seeking out, if you're a man, And, um, you know, so I, you know, in our engagement season, I shared that with him. I was like, you know what, honestly, I'm, I'm scared of like intimacy because of what I've been through. And he knew that was part of my testimony. And, you know, a lot of that I had worked really hard to heal from. Um, but you know, if God can heal me from those triggers and those traumatic things in my life, he can do it for you. Like I can truly say without a doubt, like God healed me from those fears. And so, you know, obviously like, you know, when we were dating, like I had to come face to face with vulnerability and, um, you know, it takes vulnerability to say like, these are the things that I, um, you know, I'm struggling with this. This is where my weaknesses are. These are where my strengths are. That's vulnerable, you know? Um, this, this is my testimony. That's all vulnerability, you know? And so God had healed me from all of that really to be able to share those things and be vulnerable and to trust, you know, to trust again, really to trust. Um, not that I was never going to get hurt again because God gave me that revelation. So if you're like dealing with relationship things or singleness and you're like, Lord, I am afraid you know, for a number of reasons. Um, 
you know, for me, it was I'm afraid of getting hurt again in a relationship by a man. And I was like, I just need to find the perfect guy, you know. And it's like, no, sis, that's not how it happens. Um, but the Lord was like, what, like, I can't, basically the Lord was like, it's not about finding a guy that's never going to hurt you because newsflash, that's not going to happen. <laughs> like, I love my husband, but you know, we're both human. Like sometimes I say something that's hurtful without knowing even. And sometimes he'll say something hurtful that without even knowing. And, you know, we forgive each other and move on, but, um, and talk through it and all that. But basically, um, can God promise us that we'll never get hurt again? No, but he's, he did specifically tell me like, you don't have to fear because I have the power to heal your heart. Like I have the power to heal your broken heart. I have the power to bind up your wounds. You know, that's what the Lord says in, in the Bible. You know, he is near to the brokenhearted. He binds up their wounds. And so, you know, Gabe has never really truly broken my heart. But, um, you know, when he, when something happens and there's an offense, like God heals me, you know. And so that was a big thing for me to get over was like, I can't, I can't just live in fear of getting hurt again. Or, you know, maybe for you, that's a friendship. You know, I don't want to trust anyone because my friends betrayed me and I'm afraid of that vulnerability. And it's like, can, you know, let me just say you're in good company because Jesus was also betrayed. And, um, and in fact, he knew, he knew he was going to be betrayed yet. He invited Judas into his circle. And I know we're not Jesus, we're not the son of God and we're not perfect and you know not putting that standard on you but I'm saying that Jesus knew what it was like to trust someone and to trust and to love even though he knew like that they his friends weren't perfect and you know Peter slept on him literally when he said Peter I need you to stay awake and pray for me and James um but you know the fact is like we can only control what I can control what I can do, my actions, you know, I can only control my faith and my belief and my trust. I can't control what someone else does. I can't control what the world is going to do. I can't control my future. You know, I can't control other people's brokenness, you know. Um, We're going to walk through this broken world and, and pretty much God is a good parent and he wants to teach us how to cope and how to make it not just cope, but like overcome through life and not live in a fearful place. I mean, imagine if we have a child and they're just, you know, poor thing is just stricken by fear and just like, oh my God, what if this happens? What if this happens? You know, constantly worrying about everything. And we, you know, as a parent, you know, for me as a teacher, I want to instill confidence into my students. I want to instill in confidence into my kids and say, you know what? God's going to get you through this. You know, you're going to make it through. You're going to be okay, you know, and we're going to get through this together, you know, and and you have what it takes and you're going to overcome, you know, it's not toxic positivity. It's like choosing belief and faith, um, through those things, choosing to trust God more importantly through those things. And so, um, that's a very long point that I just said, but, um, basically the power of your testimony can break the fear off of others when you share it. Um, so don't be afraid to share your testimony. Um, and you know, we can't allow fear to hold us back from all that God has for us 
whether that's a calling or ministry we want to pursue, a relationship that we want to pursue, a friendship, a godly friendship we want to pursue. You know, um, for me, like it's trying for a baby, like I can't just give up and, and, you know, live in fear, you know, of what if something happens again? Like, no, I can't succumb to that. Um, you know, or just whatever, like financial things, like I want to apply for a job, but I've been rejected so many times. And it's like, I can overcome these things. God is, you know, I'm going to believe God, you know, I'm going to, um, not choose to live in fear. I'm going to just go for it, you know, cause I can overcome. I am a co- overcomer. So the last part is like, how, why would we choose faith over fear? And, um, so my, third thing is basically that we have to claim God's word and his promises over our lives. Like that's what gives us the power to choose faith over fear because, you know, fear comes from the world. It comes from the devil, you know, it comes from our own flesh and our, just our humanness, our brokenness, our human nature, you know, and, but faith, the Bible says faith comes by hearing and hearing from the word of God So basically, it comes from what we hear. So be careful what you hear, right? Be careful what you Google. Be careful what (laughs) Instagram you're closely watching of so-and-so, you know, can be innocent. Like, it's just my friend from high school or, you know, it's just so-and-so and and they're just sharing, you know, their story. It's like, be careful what you hear. Like, I don't want to be a stickler about this saying like, oh, cut yourself off from the world. No. But it's just be very selective on the people that you follow closely and you're listening to what their take on the world is, you know, or the news, even worse. Gosh, I don't even watch the news because I literally can't. I just can't. No, no, thank you. Um, I'll choose to be informed, like, in a positive way. But anyway, um, we have to claim God's word, like, that. you know, the what we hear is so powerful. What we see is what we take into our minds is so powerful. So, you know, the Bible says it comes, faith comes by hearing. So if you want to increase your faith, you know, watch what you're hearing in your ears. Listen to things that are faith filled. Put on a podcast of godly, you know, sermon podcasts, Bible study podcasts, you know, listen to worship, you know, listen to testimonies, you know, testimonies of what God has done in someone's life listen to godly friends, listen to godly mentors, right? Listen to, you know, those who have gone before you, right? Women who are 10, 20 years, 30 years older than you, 40 years older than you, who have lived some, they have, you know, some experience under their belt and they can tell you, girl, I just love going to older women because they instill such confidence in me that I would have never like thought, because I'll be like, oh my god, my life is falling apart and this is hard and I just don't know what to do. And, you know, and literally as as I'm telling this, you know, my my uh, mentor, you know, this older lady who is just filled with wisdom and, and, you know, she's just looking at me and just with the kindest eyes and just being like, okay, you know, okay, cool. All right, that's that's it. That's all that's happening. You know, and it's like, what do you mean that's all? You know, I'm like here in my muddle, in my puddle of tears, you know, just moping about. And she's like, girl, let me tell you, you know, yeah, I've been through this and I've been through that. And, you know, this is how God brought me through and you're going to be okay, you know, and just gives me that 
pep talk and yes you know a lot more than that right a lot more in depth but just so encouraging because they you can see the confidence in their eyes of like I've been through some things and if I can get through this so can you if God did it for me he can do it for you and that'll break the fear off of you sometimes you just need to talk to someone who's older than you who's been through more life than you and you know can give you that confidence that hey like God got me through this and God's going to get you through this um so yeah be careful what you listen to and so the best way we can control this is you got to get in God's word and you got to claim his promises over your life and so you know this is something I wrote and this is specifically for me and especially the season that I'm in but I wrote a lot of scriptures down in the season of you know just grief and after miscarriage and um, I said this I, I said I rebuke fear for the liar that it is and declare your word, God, for a miracle that will happen in your timing. And I wrote all these verses down. Exodus twenty three twenty six. No woman will miscarry or be childless in your land. I will give you the full number of your days. Psalm one thirteen nine. He gives a childless childless woman a household, making her joyful, the joyful mother of children. Hallelujah. Genesis twenty five twenty one. Isaac prayed to the Lord on behalf of his wife because she was childless. The Lord was receptive to his prayer, and his wife Rebecca conceived. 1 Samuel 27, I prayed for this boy, and the Lord gave me what I asked him for. 2 Corinthians 5, 7, this is just in general. For we walk by faith, not by sight. Amen. And then obviously the verse that we read earlier today, which is nothing will be impossible with God. And I love that the Bible specifically speaks this over... um, specifically speaks over a barren woman like wow what a powerful scripture and I also speak a lot of um a scripture that I pinned in my notes if you ever like are like how do I you know just say speak words like claim God's promises over my life literally just create a note in your phone and um create a note and I literally created a note a long time ago that says what God says about me so and it's just verses. It's just verse after verse. It's like 21 verses. And, you know, one of them is the joy of the Lord is my strength. Nehemiah 8.10. I'm a woman of strength and honor. Proverbs 31.25. Sorry, I had kombucha and I'm like burping a lot. Sorry. <laughs> it's like not the smartest thing to do before you record a podcast. Anyway, back to scripture. Um, Ephesians 2.10. I'm God's masterpiece created in Christ Jesus to do good works that God prepared beforehand for me to do. Revelation 12, 11, I have victory over the enemy by the blood of the lamb and the word of my testimony. And one of my favorites, Jeremiah 29, 11, for I know the plans I have for you. This is the Lord's declaration. Plans for your well-being, not for disaster, to give you a future and a hope. Um, there's so many more, but basically make it personal to you. Like, make it personal to what, what verses are speaking to your life in the season that you're in. And, you know, I am... A Bible scholar, like I will say, I do, I do not like taking verses out of context. So yes, I do my studying and I figure out what is the verse about. So I know, like, it's maybe not like exactly my situation, but what I will say is, it shows God's faithfulness over time. So if that that builds my faith, that yes, I know Jeremiah twenty nine eleven is talking about Israel and the exile and Babylon and you know, this ancient time, but it gives me so much hope because 
it shows me like, God, if you had a plan for Israel when they were literally, you know, disobedient and they were exiled, yet you still had a plan for them to give them a future and a hope, plans to prosper them, like, I know you have a plan for me too. You know, I know you were faithful to them and you're going to be faithful to me too. And so that's all I have to say about that. But um, I loved this time that we got to talk together and, you know, I really just pray it encourages you and I, and I, I got your guys' requests on what you guys want to hear. So I'm listening. I'm listening. I know, you know, we're going to do more podcasts on those topics. So we're going to talk about singleness. We're going to talk about, you know, dating. We're going to talk about the engagement season. We're going to talk about newlywed life. Um, and yeah, I think that was like the most requests that I got. Um, and yeah, so I just want to pray for us because man, what a powerful thing, man. I mean, woman, (laughs) but, um, let's pray. Lord, I thank you for just the fact that you are faithful to your word, God. I thank you, Lord, that you were faithful to Mary and you were faithful to Elizabeth. Elizabeth, who was called barren, Lord, and yet you gave her a child, and that child grew up to be John the Baptist. And you said, Lord, nothing will be impossible with you. So I just declare that over every person listening, Lord, that whatever situation they're facing, that is impossible. Whether they're facing a physical ailment, Lord, an illness, a disability, a way that they were born, Lord, a diagnosis, whether they're facing something relational, a a family relationship that is just broken or, you know, um, a friendship that just went by the wayside or, you know, in church, like offense that may have happened, Lord. Um, God, I just pray for anyone facing financial distress, Lord. Um, God, I pray for anyone facing, you know, uh, issues with believing for a child, God, and, and, you know, believing for that miracle, Lord. Um, God, I pray for anyone who's who's believing for a relationship and to be married, Lord, in their single season, God, a, a situation that may look impossible to them. And I just declare that word over them that nothing, nothing, nothing is impossible with you, Lord. And when you say it, Lord, it is done. And God, we rebuke fear for the liar that it is, We send it back to the pit of hell where it belongs and we boldly declare that we have overcome the enemy and fear and all of its schemes by the blood of the lamb and by the word of our testimony, Lord. And God, we just continue to just walk by faith and not by sight, God, not listen to the world around us and our natural circumstances, but we listen to your word, God. So help us to claim your word over our lives when all of it looks bleak and dark would we have the courage to still believe? And God, I just speak over every woman that they are blessed when they, because they believed that they were, there would be a fulfillment of what the Lord has spoken to them. So God, I just pray that you bless them, Lord, that you activate and increase their faith, God, by their hearing, by the word of God, that you just uh, renew, God, the hope and the faith that they have within them, Lord, from your spirit, God, not from their strength, but from you, Lord. And you are with them, God, in every struggle and every trial and temptation, Lord, that you are faithful, God. And so we just declare that over every woman. We declare your love over them and your spirit, 
God be with them. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you so much for listening. This is a very long episode, so thanks if you made it this far, and I will see you guys next week. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. If you were encouraged by this episode, please share with a friend, subscribe, and follow me on Instagram at Sanchez to stay up to date. Love you and see you next Monday.